Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Friday, January 13th, 2023. I'm your host, George Kurt, joined by Cody Roadcap and Tyler Snyder. Guys, going into the playoffs, I think we can like reset our fantasy football minds, talk a little bit more football. How are you feeling? I'm just trying to avoid black cats on Friday the 13th. I got to get through this day first. Yeah, I'm just excited to watch the Titans go all the way to the Super Bowl and win it this year. Um, it's It's been a long, tough road. Uh, they've dealt with a lot, but you know what? I'm excited to see them win the Super Bowl. Um, and outside of my Madden league, I am uh, interested to see how this weekend goes. That was, that was a great shot there. I like that. All right, so just a quick scheduling talk before we move into this show. We are going to be going back to one show a week starting next week. It will be released on Fridays through the week of the Super Bowl. So... Do not get too scared if you do not see us at the beginning of next week. We'll be back on Friday next week. On today's show, we're going to be hitting some NFL news and notes. We're going to give our breakdown of every wildcard game in our wildcard preview. And we're going to be drafting our playoff challenge lineup. Make sure if you have not yet to draft your playoff challenge lineup before the game start on Saturday. The link is in the description of this video or podcast, as well as our Discord chat where you can ask us questions 24-7. And find us on social media. We are everywhere at the Couch GMs. All right, guys, let's jump into George, NFL quick. news. I'm going to cut you off before we okay. do this. Uh, playoff challenge, please join, and please use your real name or your Twitter or Instagram handle so we can connect with you afterwards, because uh, if you beat us, we are going to invite you on the show and share with your friends, because the more participants we get, the more prizes may be added. I just want to throw that in there, uh, but as George is about to do, let's jump into FL news. Thank you, Cody, for that. And starting with NFL news, we have a neutral site named for the potential Bills versus Chiefs AFC championship game. If they both get there, it will be played in Atlanta. So normally the place that seems to be the go to is Detroit. They're apparently doing something with their turf and Atlanta will be the neutral site. Still a dome. I know that we kind of feel, you know, indifferent about even having a neutral site game. But what are you guys thoughts on the location? It's dumb. <laughs> I'm just. It's dumb that we're having a neutral site game, and it's also dumb that we're taking two outside teams and putting them indoors. Like, this game should have been played at MetLife, Detroit, or not Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay. Like, they're cold-weather teams. They're outdoor teams. They should be playing in the elements. It's all. This is dumb. Yep. <laughs> Tyler agrees, and that doesn't happen often. So we take that as a victory here at the Couch GMs. Yes, and then we can move on to our next piece of news. Cody added this one in. I don't know how to say his name. Do you know how to say his name? Yeah, so uh, this is this is great cash GM news. Uh, Henry, I believe it's Leverett. Uh, he earned his fifth Madden Championship Series belt on Wednesday night in the Madden 23 Ultimate Wildcard Tournament. This victory uh, reached the record for Henry with the most belts uh, in competitive Madden history. So Tyler was talking about his Madden franchise. Uh, the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl, so maybe he's working his way uh, into trying to compete in Madden tournaments. But, you know, as Couch GMs, we love playing Madden, too. So I had to give a shout-out to the guy uh, that won this year's tournament. When it comes to football, the GOAT will always be named Henry. Good to know. GOAT, the king, however you want to put it, I guess. And then one more piece of news. We got some quarterback news. We thought there was a pretty good possibility that Derek Carr would be moved. He has not yet officially been moved, but he did have a very emotional Twitter post saying goodbye to Raiders fans. Quick snippet from it. He said, I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home. And I meant that, but I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages. So uh, there's plenty more to it. It was a whole, I believe, two pictures worth of text. So you can go check that out yourself. But not often you see a player like say goodbye before they're actually moved. The last one I can remember actually was Jimmy Garoppolo, who is still a 49er. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Derek Carr and maybe some potential landing spots early here? Yeah, I feel like last year around this time we were talking like, man, there's really not that many teams that need a quarterback. This is uh, going to be a weird offseason. And now we're looking at the scope of the NFL. Like I could see a bunch of teams that could be looking for a quarterback um, whether it's for this year or for the future. So I think Carr will have his options. I think he will get a potential landing spot. But in the snippet, he basically just says that the only thing he wants to do is win a championship. So I could see him going to a contender uh, that really want, that thinks they're a quarterback away, maybe a Colts team, but they have the 
they have the high draft pick. I don't see it happening. But, you know, a team like that that feels like they're a quarterback away, I feel like they might take the chance on Derek Carr if they think he can be that guy. But, you know, the jury's still out on him. I think that he is one of the most interesting quarterbacks in the sense of some days I'm like, yeah, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. And other days I'm like, yeah, Derek Carr should be a backup. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting situation. Yeah, I think with Derek Carr, um, the thing to remember is, he hasn't been released yet. They're they're trying to facilitate a trade, so we'll see how much input he actually gets to say, or is it just the team with the best offer? Um, I know he was kind of linked to the Jets a little bit because uh, they need a quarterback. Um, I think Seattle could be interesting if they don't bring back Geno Smith. If Brady leaves, Tampa Bay becomes interesting with the pieces they have there. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of teams to talk about. Um, and then also guys that have – ready to move on i believe deandre hopkins put out a cryptic tweet that he's going to be moving on from arizona uh and brandon cook said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild so already a week after a week after the regular season ended a lot of guys on the move so buckle up for a wild off season we're going to be right here with you through the whole thing speaking uh, of wild off season uh i just want you to know like i know this isn't a titans page i shouldn't just be talking about titans but the Titans fan base went absolutely bananas because of DeAndre Hopkins being rumored to be traded. Titans desperately need a receiver. And uh, someone found a picture that DeAndre Hopkins tweeted out saying, how many touchdowns do you think this trio would score? And it was a picture of Derrick Henry, D-Hop, and Lamar Jackson all in the same picture with Lamar rumored to be going to free agency this offseason. Uh, Titans also could use a quarterback. Titans fans think this is a legit possibility, and they are losing their minds over this picture. So just a little uh, fun fan base. Th- Lamar's getting franchise tags, so just yeah. reply that to every comment. They don't. That's listen. what I would say. <laughs> but uh, also, I, Jets fans are also going crazy over the possibility of Lamar Jackson. Like He posted something about his injury we can talk about when we get to their game, and every other comment on that tweet was him stitched into a Jets jersey. So it's pretty crazy. That's D Hop and Packers fans. So I get it. <laughs> pa- teams that are not in the playoffs, they're getting excited about what could happen. They're going to have to wait a little bit longer. But why don't we jump in and talk about those teams playing this weekend? We start off wild card weekend on Saturday, 430 Eastern game between the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. So I think like, before we start this, every single game in wildcard weekend is a rematch from this year. Some of them are divisional, so it's a third time, but every single team here has played each other. That familiarity is going to be interesting. There's normally at least one that has not been a matchup already. Uh, Seahawks 49ers. I don't exactly know how we want to break this down. We're still going to talk some fantasy, some DFS plays, but I think we're actually going to be giving some predictions and talking actual football on this one. So Let's take it away with the 49ers. Anybody that sticks out that you would want to you know, throw into a playoff challenge lineup, DFS plays here, maybe we'll talk about Brock Purdy. I think San Francisco is the highest hyped uh, playoff challenge team, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I know that the NFC isn't super strong, and I know that uh, the 49ers are a very good team. They're loaded with talent. I get that, but you know, w- we talk about the champions most likely being a team like the bills or the chiefs. Um, even some people want to say the Eagles because they have that first round buy. but yet the 49ers are the ones getting all the love. So I think that kind of shows that whether you like it or not, I think the fan base is kind of leaning towards the 49ers being that team to make a long run. That's kind of what I hinted towards last week uh, when we made our playoff predictions. But I think on the 49ers side of the ball, you can pretty much throw anybody in there. The beautiful thing about playoff challenge is like, uh, I'm going to throw out to somebody random. Let's say Christian McCaffrey. He's 80% owned in playoff challenge. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, if he's 80% owned, that means if you pick Christian McCaffrey, you're not getting an edge on anybody because everybody has him. But if you pick against Christian McCaffrey and McCaffrey does go off, well, then everybody in the league has an edge on you. So it's kind of interesting in playoff challenge. You could be the one person to pick um you know, Raheem Mostert, or uh, you could be the one team to pick Jeff Wilson and they actually go off in the playoffs and suddenly you won the whole challenge because you picked the one random guy. So anybody on this team is playoff challenge worthy. Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo even. even Debo, like, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this might be one of the most lopsided games of 
the weekend too. I think there's a reason it's the first one on Saturday. Um, no disrespect to the Seattle Seahawks, but they have definitely cooled off the last couple of weeks. They have not been that same team. They've had a couple injuries. Gino hasn't been as good as he was for the beginning and middle stretch of the season. Um, the last time they Seattle went to San Fran, they lost by 20 points. Like it doesn't look great for Seattle. If you're in the playoff challenge, I'd avoid all the Seahawks. Um, I think the 49ers are team. Maybe they might be overhyped because they are, you know, coming off of a nine game win streak. Maybe once they run in Philadelphia, people will be like, don't forget Philadelphia is a good team or maybe even a Dallas or Tampa mm-hmm. Bay coming up in the later weeks. Uh, but this looks almost to me as the clearest lock in wildcard weekend, which probably means they lose. I don't know if they would lose, but I think it's going to be a closer game than you think, especially when you consider it's divisional. We always talk about how divisional games are lot, like uh, totally topsy-turvy for no reason. But there's one thing I want to just throw out there and see what you guys think before we move on. So Jimmy Garoppolo is not on injured reserve. He's still on the active roster. He did not participate in practice all week. He's not playing in this game, but there was always those rumors once he originally got hurt that he was going to come back sometime in this playoff run and lead them on a charge. So now with Brock Purdy playing the way he is, is if Garoppolo is active and comes back from his injury, does he start or is he number two? He probably starts. Ooh. He had better numbers than Brock Purdy. Like they both, he was four and oh, and, uh, Brock Purdy is now 5-0. and Like, they're on a nine-game win streak. Uh, but his numbers are slightly better. Now, they're not going to rush him back. They're not going to play him at 90%. But if he's 100% cleared to go, I wouldn't be surprised if they made the switch. It wasn't like they were struggling with Jimmy G. Like, Jimmy G helped turn that around when he got back in the starting lineup. Yeah, and good for Jimmy G, man. I really do hope that he does come back. And I really do hope that the 49ers make a run and even win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G at quarterback because like the dude deserves it he's had a tough road leading up to this point um and Chris McCaffrey it'd be cool to see him win it after you know the struggles of being on the Panthers for so long this this whole team like I said before like this is just a fun team right now George Kittle is another guy I'd love to hear a speech from him um just a fun team I kind of hope that they do make a run uh Seattle Seahawks out of the ball since we just talked about 49ers like a lot um is there I don't know. Tyler Lockett might be a fun play if you don't mind having somebody eliminated off your team after week one. Um, same with DFS, DK, I guess. I would say, yeah, I'd like Tyler Lockett and me. I mean, Ken Walker's tough against this defense. I think both of them are tough against this defense, but like, I like him more in that than I do in a playoff challenge format. I think if you're going to play a Seahawk, you play the kicker or that's it. Like, because <laughs> kickers are pointless. But otherwise, I probably admitted it. Yeah, we're yeah, down I to did. one. Uh, I voted against kickers in our league of record. So fun Thank fact, you. it did not pass. So it doesn't matter. But <laughs> so I think that's enough for this matchup. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. I know the guys just want to hear what's going on in the playoff challenge anyway. So we'll keep it moving. But the next game is Los Angeles Chargers versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, before we started recording, Cody, you said that this is the best game of the weekend, you think? Um any insight to why? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I, I think a lot. there's a couple of reasons. One, I think they're probably the two closest teams. I know there's a lot of people saying the Chargers will be this year's Bengals. The Chargers can make a run. Chargers also played their starters when they didn't have to, and now Mike Williams is hurt. And that's a big blow to that offense. He was starting to come back on. They still have Keenan Allen. They still have Austin Eckler. Like, this is not going to be a you know pushover game or anything like that. This, I think, is the game that could go down to the wire the most. Trevor Lawrence has played pretty well down the stretch, had a little bit of a you know, slow start in Tennessee, but that defense is better than we give it credit for. They have a rest advantage by playing last. They had a full week where the Chargers, they only had six days. So just a lot of things going into this. I think it will be a lot of fun. Um, it also has stuff to do with why I said that with like injuries to other teams that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but this is probably my favorite matchup of the weekend. Yeah. I said we would kind of like give our insights and pick games as we go. So I think we're all picking the 49ers. This is the toughest game to pick as well. Um, I'm not super worried about the Mike Williams thing because I think there's a lot of other pass catchers that stepped up on the chargers back when they were missing Williams and Allen or one or the other, because their entire first half of the season, they were without both of them. Most of the year, most of the year. 
So like Josh Palmer is going to step up and probably be fine. Uh, they're getting DeAndre Carter, who is like a career kick returner to have a lot of productive weeks on offense. So I'm not super worried about the Mike Williams thing. He may play and be limited, but I did hear that the back injury is actually kind of a chronic thing that he deals with. So this is probably something he's used to playing with on a weekly basis. Gets a little bit of soreness. It just might have been aggravated. That's probably what the, the team said because they realized how dumb they were for playing <laughs> starters, but. I don't want to criticize on someone else's health issues. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars injuries. They are pretty healthy, except Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable. Uh, I wouldn't freak out about it because he's been listed as questionable for the last month. He's still just kind of in rep management for his injury, various injuries throughout the year. Um, (laughs) I don't want to be the first one to have to pick this game, but, uh, Jaguars side of the ball, I guess. If if you think that this game's gonna be that close, you can pick Jaguars because you think they're gonna move on just as quickly as you can pick Chargers. So ETN can be fine. Christian Kirk, Mister uh, Surprise of the Year in fantasy, can get in your lineup if you are feeling good about a Jaguars run. Trevor Lawrence is a, a sleeper kind of quarterback. Um, anybody else from the Jag? I guess Evan Ingram. Anyone else? Are we talk if we're talking playoff challenge, I'm not touching this matchup. I mean, I understand okay. if you really if you really trust the Chargers and you want to get Austin Eckler in there, okay. Um, but I know I and I probably play playoff challenge different than you guys do, but I really try to pick the teams I think that are gonna go far and really bank on those multiplier points, which is a lot of times like in my personal lineup, I have a lot of Chiefs. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have a lot of Chiefs because they're already gonna get times two, and I think that's the smarter strategy you have to be right for it to pay off um and with this matchup being so close i mean the chargers they are two and a half point favorites on the road so that's a, that's a really close one and i i think the chargers are going to win if you had like if i had to pick one, i do think the chargers will put out uh but i would not be surprised saturday night ends and the jaguars are moving on yeah i guess you can see it going either way but uh you know the jaguars are booty so I think uh, Chargers are going to move on. So even though we're saying it's a close game, we're all going to pick the Chargers. I'll agree with you guys. I'll switch. And... Just be different. I'll pick the Jags. Okay. To be different. All right. And we can move on to our Sunday window. So this is a normal triple header Sunday, like typical 1, 4, 30, and 8, 15 for the games. 1 o'clock game, Miami Dolphins traveling up north to the Buffalo Bills. Another divisional matchup in wildcard weekend. Miami's still without Tua. They're probably going to be without Raheem Mostert. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was a limited participant. He would most likely be the starter for Miami if he does go. He's still dealing with a finger and his chronic knee issue. Um, and Skylar Thompson was a full participant. So he is definitely good to go if Bridgewater cannot. Does it make a difference if it's Bridgewater or Thompson in this matchup? Uh, yes and no. The Bills are going to win no matter what. It'll be closer with Bridgewater. So. Okay. If Bridgewater starts, uh, you might want to take the Dolphins with the 13 points they're getting on the spread. Uh, but if it's Skylar Thompson, I, I'd probably still take Buffalo minus 13. Dude, this sucks. I feel like even with Tua starting, the Bills would still win. But I think it'd be such a more exciting game. I mean, Tua with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, like that high-powered offense against the Bills high-powered offense. Like I feel like this would be such a cool game. But with Tua out, it kind of dampens it. Dolphins have been on a skid lately, and you know the Dolphins kind of have that tendency to start hot and skidding near the end of the year. And it just sucks that it hit them like this. So I do think the Bills are going to win, um, but it's just a disappointing game. It is Doesn't worth, seem to. Sorry, go ahead, Cody. I say it is worth noting, we're talking a lot about that, but the Bills lost to the Dolphins the first matchup this season, 19-21, to and then the Bills only beat the Dolphins uh, back in December 17th. 32 to 29. So all these games have been really close. So maybe the point spread is a little too much. If you want to go based because that is divisional the third time they split. Uh, and I think two of being out is a big reason to that. So, uh, but at least these games have been more competitive than probably the average fan thinks. Yeah. I'm actually trying to go back and see who the starting quarterback was for both. So it was to us still in week 15, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it was two. so never mind. Um, I was gonna say, was that already before Tua was out and we're looking at a, you know, is it 
because I think the Dolphins record with and without Tua is completely different. I know they were skidding with Tua right near the end when he did then get hurt and was at get another concussion out for the season. But his record was probably something like eight and three, eight and four. And they were they I don't think they might have not have even won a game without him. So it's it was a big difference. For sure. So I think I'm taking the bill. I assume you guys are yep. taking the bills as well. Moving on to the four o'clock game, another rematch like George said, they're all rematches, but the closest rematch of uh, the Giants and the Vikings game went right down to the wire. Their first time back in Minnesota, the Vikings won 24 to 21 the first time they played. And I feel like this is the upset that everybody's picking. Yep. Everyone's picking the Giants. I mean, yeah, the Giants, look, I feel like the Vikings have been just skidding so hard lately that everybody's picking against the Vikings, but you got to remember, like, the Vikings still are not a bad team. I know that their defense isn't great, but they still have that offense that's good enough to put up points when needed. They still have Juicy J, like, they still have Dalvin Cook. I think people are sleeping on the Vikings a little too hard. Um, with that being said, I could still see this weekend ending and the Giants move on. My biggest reason why the Vikings are going to lose is I've been comparing them to the 2019 Steelers for a while because they're getting lucky and winning all of these one score games. And then teams that they should be beating are just exposing them and blowing them out. They're a 13 and four team with negative three net points on the year. How do you have nine more wins and score less, three less points than your opponents? That's absolutely insane. And it just that the reason that people are calling the Giants even a favorite in this is because the Vikings scream fraud. Yeah, I, I live the 2019 Packers. You said the Steelers. I'll say the Packers. That was quad, or called by PFF the most fraudulent 13-3 uh, team because very similar statistics. So yeah, I the like don't get me wrong, like Justin Jefferson is good enough to win the game. Like the Giants don't have a ton on offense. Like yes, Saquon Barkley's there. They rested Daniel Jones. Yes, David Davis Webb took it to um the Eagles in a game they had to win for the first round by. So like that was a close game. So I get all of it, you know, it it'll be a good game. It could go back and forth, but good and close games are where the Vikings thrive. So I don't I don't think you can completely rule them out uh, but i just want to share one uh quick statistic um this is super deep analytics and stuff like that but if you look at total rushing yards uh over what's expected uh for guys that had over 130 a season dead last is dalvin cook um so he and what that means is the, the amount of yards he rushed for versus what was expected on that play so if it, there was a big hole and they didn't and they, you know, fell down, essentially, that would be a, a pretty negative play. They got hit in the backfield and then still over 10 yards, that'd be a positive play. So Dalvin Cook was dead last in the league. Uh, so maybe take that into consideration when you go, and I would probably not pick him in your playoff challenge, one, because this game that they, we're not even sure they're going to win, and two, the Giants' defense are good, and he hasn't been that special running back that we once thought he was, at least this season. Wouldn't it be fun to see if they uh, try to move him this offseason and make Alexander Madison their starter? I think Mattinson's a free agent, so they'd have to re-sign him first. He was a free agent last year as well, and they still re-signed him. So I wouldn't be shocked, especially if they have intentions on making him a starter. But we'll see. That's kind of a talk for later and speculation that is totally unjust. Uh, moving on to the night game on Sunday. It is the Baltimore Ravens traveling yet again to the Cincinnati Bengals. This literally just happened last week, but the Ravens did rest their starters. Um, at least some of their starters. Lamar had said on Twitter that Lamar is out this week and it does not sound like he's going to be back soon. So they were trying to downplay his PCL sprain. He now said today that it was well, Monday. I'm sorry, Thursday. We're on Thursday. Um, that it was a grade two borderline grade three PCL sprain. So that's why he still is out, still rehabbing, still has swelling in his knee. Not sounding good for him to even be back in the playoffs, even if the Ravens do somehow pull out and win this game. Um, but it does look like it's going to be Tyler Huntley back. He was a limited participant in practice. And Gus Edwards is near the end of concussion protocol. He was limited as well. I don't think it makes a difference for the Ravens. I think the Bengals have this one. 
without Lamar. I think Lamar was the X factor they would have needed to pull off this upset. Yeah, the uh, Bengals are tied for the second highest point spread this week with a uh, they are nine and a half point favorites, which is tied with what the 49ers are projected over the Seahawks. So, and we would talk like there's no chance that it's the most lopsided game in our opinion was 49ers Seahawks. And that's what it's tied with. Um, so I, I like, I, I like the Bengals here. I don't think there's any chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like the Bengals too. Uh, I did just want to cur- go back to Alexander Mattinson quick. Uh, mm-hmm. He was not a free agent last year. He was a draft pick in 2019. So this is for testing. My bad. Free agency. So just want to clear that up. Uh, and speaking of contracts, I do want to give a shout out to Roquan Smith uh, for cashing in big, uh, traded to the Ravens offseason. He signed a contract extension um, and good for him because that's what the Ravens can hold their hat on for this year. Uh, they once again had brutal injury luck. They had a lot of you know games that they probably should have won earlier in the season and they lost the last second. And say what you want, you know, some pl- we always talk about players that have that it factor. And there's just something about Joe Burrow that in big games and big moments, you know, he's going to show up. And for whatever that may be, like, it's so hard to pick against the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. Uh, I know they have some question marks at offensive line, which we saw last year, but he got sacked nine times and still won a game. So Bengals should win this yeah, one. Thanks for easily. continuing to rub that one in. You're so nice. Love you too. Look, we're, ar- we're already out of the playoffs, man. You didn't have to rub it in. All right. I'm sorry. I'm out too. I'm out too. <laughs> all right. Well, let me just say also, like we were talking about trying to pick teams that we think are going to win like this week, at least in playoff challenge. And if you look at it, like you're trying to find power teams, at least there's three of them on the AFC side, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and then the chiefs, obviously who are on by. So I think this is a great spot to take all your Bengals. If you have somebody you like, if you have somebody you think it's going to be going off in the playoffs, that's a good spot to pick it. And then you just hope that they happen to get through the AFC gauntlet because, you know, the next two weeks for the Bengals most likely are going to be pretty tough with the Bills and the Chiefs in all likelihood. Um, Anything to add or should we move on to Monday night? Monday night. Monday night playoff football. First year of it. This is the media bowl. It is 100% the media bowl. Number one, because why are we playing Monday night football in the playoffs? It's just going to be a disadvantage for whoever moves on from this game on a short week into the second round. And number two, because it's the media's favorite team in the Dallas Cowboys and the media's favorite quarterback in Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I just want to throw in before we start talking, Julio Jones was a full participant in practice. We've been limited for the last seven and a half years, so that's an improvement. Yeah, uh, I don't think... (laughs) Anybody thinks this is the best game of the week except mm-hmm. the media. Um, I mean, it should be a decent game, I guess, but I think it's heavily favored towards the Cowboys, in my opinion. I, I'm i not going to forget that the Bucks have been booty all year, and now they made the playoffs because their division is even more booty, and yet now we're going to pretend like this is some big, amazing game. Like, yeah, the Cowboys have struggled in some big games, don't get me wrong, but... Um, Right now, the Cowboys are only two and a half point favorites. That's it. Not even a field goal favorites. Like it's, I feel like it should be a lot more towards the Cowboys than that. You see, like I I have this. You're probably going to say something similar to what I'm going to say. I have this pit feeling from watching how the end of the season worked out for the for the Buccaneers. That like Tom Brady started to figure it out the last three games he played. The Buccaneers had these come from behind wins. The media starts hyping up Tom Brady again. Like, I want both these teams to lose. I don't really care which one moves on because I hope they both. I mean, everyone moves on, loses in the second round. But I have this gut feeling that Tom Brady's gonna have this comeback in the final drive, and it's gonna be Brady's back. He's making a run. He's winning it this year, and that's gonna be the whole storyline. And the Cowboys are just gonna be left to the side again. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say the same thing you did. I, I get what you're okay. saying. Um, I think it's more just the Cowboys' defense has been struggling as of late, and Tom Brady can come alive in the playoffs. But I, you know, roasted Snyder for the nine snacks thing. But let's talk about Tom Brady's performance the last time he was with the Patriots. Wasn't the best team, threw two picks, threw a pick to end the game, 
ended his career in New England against the Titans. So, like, we've seen him lose in the first round of playoffs. It's not unforeseen. But I think I think it was Jason Garrett put it out there uh, on Sunday Night Football because they were talking about this matchup or sometime. And normally I don't really pay attention to it, but I thought he brought up a good point about the speed of the Cowboys' defense and how they play fast, but they really play well on turf. And they haven't played well on grass all season. And we literally just saw that last week against the commanders. The the defense wasn't good. Their offense wasn't good. Like this is a team built to play indoors, play in Jerry World, and they have to go to Tampa. They have to go on prime time. They have to go play on grass. So I think the spread is worth it. I don't, I'm not saying that that's going to be the reason they lose, but I do think I understand why it's a two and a half point uh, game. It's, it should be close. And I, I get the difference between outdoors and indoors and they, they're, they prefer playing indoors and now it's going to be tougher, but like, yeah, they just struggled last week on grass. They also struggled in DC in January. There's a much bigger difference <laughs> DC in January and Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, it's the weather difference is just crazy. So I don't feel like it's going to be as, you know, the elements are going to be as big of a factor. I think it's going to be good weather down there. Um, I, I just think, you know, I'm not afraid of grandpa Brady throwing for his six touchdowns and beating. Like, I think his time is done. Yeah. He figured it out in a couple games, but, uh, I, I mean, Nathan Peterman's figured out a couple throws in his career. So anything's possible. No, in all seriousness though, I think Cowboys are the favorite. I think they're going to move on. I don't think the Cowboys are actually going to make a run this year, but I do think they'll move past this round. So really the quick Vikings- then. So there's only two cold weather outdoor teams left in the NFC. So by all of this logic, are you saying if they have to go to Philly or New York, that's going to be a problem? I I think playing on grass compared to turf has been a problem for their defense. So playing long. in the cold on turf is going to be fine in New York. Is that what you're thinking? No, I well, I'm not. I'm saying the cold is one okay. thing. I'm not them going to New York. That's the NFC Championship matchup. So like, let's let's not pretend mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. not realistically going to happen. Um, I think it'll be you know a tough game, but that's divisional. Just like going to Philly is divisional, but I do think their defense will not be as good as they would be in Jerry World. I hope, like I I'll pick the Giants to win, but I hope the Vike. I'm not going to say that on the mic. <laughs> I, the Giants are to lose. I would enjoy a Cowboys and Philly second round. Like I would enjoy mm-hmm. that as a, a as a game. But if you ask me who I was going to pick, I'm picking the Buccaneers to win this game. It totally would not be funny at all to see the Cowboys move on and beat the Eagles. Totally wouldn't be funny. Not he's be that he's laughing guy. if you aren't watching us on YouTube because that's how it is. I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game because I do think that they're the better football team, but I still have that gut feeling that Tom Brady's going to do something that's going to make us all angry. There's also a part of me that kind of wants him to win the Super Bowl just so he retires. The problem but, is I don't know if he's going to retire if he does, so that's no, he's not going, a guarantee. <laughs> he's re, he's rejoining uh, Josh McDaniels next year in Las Vegas, but that's that's speculation for later dates. That's the matchups. Uh, but before we get out of here, why don't we jump in to drafting the official Couch GM's playoff challenge team? All right, boys. So. We did this last year. I will give a little rundown of how we are going to pick our team. And and we already kind of did break, break down how playoff challenge works, but we're going to be making alternating picks here. So we did have the wheel of names reveal our order before the show. I will be the per- first couch GM picking then Tyler second, Cody third. There are eight roster spots. So this is going to be like a rolling list. The first person that we have to replace that gets eliminated from the playoffs, Cody will pick at that point so today me and tyler get three picks cody gets two uh anything you want to add or should i just start us off start i'm just gonna oh. Oh. Here, real quick uh just so if you're not familiar with playoff challenge uh please join but the roster is a quarterback two running backs two wide receiver a 10 kicker and a defensive and special teams all right so i can go anywhere i would like here um, obviously trying to favor teams that have a good chance to make a deep run. I'm actually going to start with tight ends because I think that there's only two realistic choices and it's either Kelsey or it's George Kittle. Um, I think the AFC is a gauntlet. 
I think the Chiefs do have a good chance of going far, but I'm going to go ahead and pick George Kittle and number one kind of block that 40, I think it's 49% of people that have him, but number two, bank on the 49ers being the team to get out of the NFC because I think that they should be the favorite and there's less top end talent in the NFC than there is in the AFC. Took one pick for me to get annoyed. I was so (laughs) ready to just bank on Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I was so ready. We literally talked I 100% about how he's 100 knew you point, guys were going to do it too. And 100 like, points it'll... over wide receiver or tight end too. And we talked about how he was the fantasy MVP. And we talked about how he was, you know, the guy that we're debating how high are we going to draft him in the first round. And George's like, you know what? Give me a different tight end. Wow. Yep, because, well, like if you remember though, George Kittle was on our nominees for fantasy playoff hero because he has gotten hot lately and him with Brock Purdy, which we expect to happen not only this week, but probably a week or two, even more in the future. He's been hot. So I think that's going to continue with that connection. Number two, like I said, I think the 49ers have a better chance of getting out of the NFC than the chiefs do just because they're going to have two, one or two really tough matchups. That's a gauntlet on that side of the bracket. Tyler, it's your pick. Bro, I was so banking on he wouldn't go tight end first so that I could just take Kelsey second and just ride the waves from there. Uh, yeah, so I'm throwing off. Half tempted to go kicker. Um, all right, no, I'll get I'll get the most important position out of the way that's not kicker. Uh, I'll pick our quarterback. Um so for quarterback, I mean, I feel like there's obvious picks here. I feel like Josh Allen's an obvious pick. Uh, Brock Purdy is actually pretty decently owned, um, but I'm actually going to go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, he has the rushing ability. Uh, he has the legs. Uh, that adds some abilities to him. That adds some points. Uh, he does have the receiver, so he should be able to get points there. You will not get any points from him in week one, which might feel like you're holding your your getting held back, but you are guaranteed double points in round two. Uh, Round two, I feel like he will play the Cowboys and he will win. So that's triple points in round three, and that leaves one tough game to be able to make the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, they all have all these tough teams to get through to get to the Super Bowl. I feel like it's harder to predict who's going to make it there. I do feel like the 49ers will make it on the NFC side, Um, but I I feel like the Eagles do have that shot. So I'm going with Jalen Hurts. So you're not worried about that report that came out about Hurts' shoulder still not going to be 100% in round two? He didn't make it this far because of his shoulder. Yeah, and I don't think Philly's going to limit his running game in the playoffs like they did in week 18 because they don't want him to take hits. It's kind of an all or nothing once you're in the playoffs. So I'm with you. I just want to see what you'd say. Wow. This is not how I anticipated this going at all. (laughs) Well, we kind of have our two NFC Start throws out here if you want to pick another nfc team you can but that just means we're going to definitely have two guys that we're going to have to replace it by at least the super bowl where are you going to go oh man probably i should just take a kicker because i'm going to get stuck with it anyways he already planned on mahomes and kelsey and now we threw them off <laughs> yeah i did because that makes the most sense so before you all make any other weird moves uh, I'll take Christian McCaffrey. Yes, I know he's 80% owned. Uh, but if George is willing to take George Kittle over Travis Kelsey, he thinks the 49ers are going to go somewhere, which they, they probably will. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they probably will. Uh, I'm going to not be the guy that's going to get too cute and take Christian McCaffrey. He's the best running back available in playoff challenge. They utilize him in numerous ways. Yes, I know Elijah Mitchell was back, and he got a couple touches, and guess what? They still prioritize Christian McCaffrey. So Debo Samuel was a playoff challenge, like, GOAT last year, and Chris McCaffrey can do the same thing this year. This is still not going the way I expected either, but um, How I'm could it take... when you blew, all, blew the first pick? Well, I was the person that was like, I got a plan here for George Kittle, but... uh. Tyler taking Jalen Hurts makes me want to go ahead and take my Hail Mary throw for this. And it shouldn't even be that much of a Hail you Mary. But you go by, not really. He's the most started player at the tight end position. And there's reasons for it, like I said. But um, I'm going to pair a receiver with Jalen Hurts. And it's not going to be A.J. Brown. It's going to be Devontae Smith. 
because what he has been. Oh my god, <laughs> he has been are just as good or better than AJ Brown in the end of the season, and he was Why wide receiver nine. He's two percent owned in this challenge, and that I is our hail mary throw. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Congrats to whoever needs to come on the podcast. Make sure you roast the shit out of George. Uh. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um... Snyder, it's your pick. Do you want to take someone from the AFC? No. <laughs> Take Tyreek Hill. I dare you. Dude, I had a Hail Mary player I w- was going to throw out, but I feel like at this point, Hail Marys are off the board. We've had enough. We got we to gotta settle it down. All right. Uh, I'm going to – wide receiver. Just do your Hail <laughs> Mary. Wide receiver. Just do it. No, I'm not doing my Hail Mary. Wide receiver, I'm taking Stephon Diggs. I feel like the Bills have a chance to make it all the way, win the Super Bowl, so take the best receiver – on that team, take the, one of the best receivers in the NFL, arguably. Stephon Diggs just makes too much sense. I don't know. George probably would suck Cole Beasley now that they signed him to the 53. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeez. I took wide receiver nine and arguably he played the whole year tight end two. And you guys are like, oh, my God, you've ruined the entire challenge. Yeah. Bitch. When wide receiver one. And tight end one were on the board. Just saying, if you're going to go based on fantasy rankings. Okay. I am also saying George Kittle is the most owned person in playoff challenge. And there's reasons and you guys just ignore it. But anyway, go ahead. Move on. No, move on. No, you're talking about the start percentage, which I think you have to bring up and look at. But it's start percentage. It's not owned. It's percentage. And that's because there's a lot of people that don't like to wait for buy players. All the buy players are lower. If everybody was playing this week, Travis Kelsey would be the number one started player. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking Evan McPherson. I'm just going to be different. I'm taking my kicker. You all can have fun doing whatever else this this thing is doing. I don't even know where he's at on this list, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> it's a kicker. That doesn't matter too much. I'm going to try to get in your guys well wishes and i'll take the bills defense to pair with Diggs. so if the bills come out into the super bowl we have what is probably the best fantasy defense and it pairs with our afc contender man i was so hoping you would just pick the running back the bills have a guy i can't if i would have taken a running back there. It doesn't matter who I would have taken. You guys would just continue to say that I ruined the entire thing. So now I take the number one fantasy defense, and I hear Cody say, but they have a gauntlet. The number one so fantasy whatever defense I do is not gonna, you're not going to be happy with. So go ahead. I think the 49ers were the number one fantasy defense. Uh, and I, the highest upside defense, I think, is the Eagles defense. Just pick your running back. <laughs> George is so over this playoff challenge. Uh yeah, okay. Well, my Hail Mary throw was at running back, and I'm still not going to take it because, again, we are too Hail Maryed. Um, I feel like you can make an argument for Austin Eckler here. Uh, I feel like you can make an argument for Bro Mixon. Um, I think you can even make an argument for Devin Singletary just because I think they can go far, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to trust any of those Chiefs running backs. Um, again, you got to pick the team that you think can make it far. Uh, I just don't see any of the top running backs making it far. So I'm going to go with the the running back I like the most out of all these guys, and it's going to be Bro Mixon. Um, I don't think the Bengals will make the Super Bowl, but they have that chance. Cody just walked out. <laughs> he walked out before that pick, too. So this is, this is going well. <laughs> okay, I'd love to hear who the running back is that we should have taken. Yeah, me too, because there's not like like we said before we started recording here, there's not a lot of great options at running back. The good ones. Oh, he's just gone. Um, the good ones are on bad teams and then the good teams have the bad. So like Devin Singletary is a great example. Like the Bills could go really far and then there's Devin Singletary and even James Cook. It's like, well, I don't really want them. 
Cody, we really upset you with the Joe Mixon pick, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm having technical difficulties here because I was probably complaining too much. Probably. Yeah. No, I was still talking like, about. Do you Georgia's... like the pick of Joe Mixon? I mean, sure. It's not Who the worst thing. <laughs> so, I'm just looking at our, our at our roster right now, okay. and mind blown, there's not a single chief on there. Just just because it mind blown, there's not a single chief on there. Yeah, but you um, really want Jarek McKinnon on there? I mean, Hail Mary. Who was your Hail Mary running back? Tony Pollard. I like that one actually. That's good. Tony Pollard, they can beat the Bucks. I think they can beat the Eagles in the second round. Tony Pollard is one of the highest fantasy points getters in the second half of the season. Um, and he's only like 3% owned or something like that, 3% started. So if you are right, if you guess right on the Tony Pollard pick, then you definitely are going to have a leg up on the rest of the league. Um, now, if the Cowboys do lose in week one because it is a closer game than we thought, then, yeah, you lost a running back in round one, and that kind of sucks. But I feel like you can take the Hail Mary of Tony Pollard because of the fact that, really, I don't like the running backs. Um, Like I said before, the good running backs in this list are the ones that are on teams that I don't really like. And the teams that I think can make it far, like the Bills, do I really trust Singletary? Probably not. The Chiefs, do I trust McKinnon? Do I trust Pacheco? Like, no. Like, I, I feel like the teams at the top, don't have the running backs and even the Eagles. Like I don't trust Miles Sanders. Um, I don't trust them to use him correctly. So that's why I feel like you can take the Hail Mary on running back if you wanted to. Yeah. If I was going to take a Hail Mary on a running back, I would have taken Jarek McKinnon just because how well he finished scoring touchdowns. You're, you're getting a automatic multiplier, but I, I don't hate the Joe Mixon pick at all. Um, it is what it is. I don't know when I cut out, but I do want to go back to the Bills defense that you that you picked. And I just want to know why part of your reason was p- picking George Kittle was because of the gauntlet that the Chiefs, Bills, and the Bengals were going to go through, meaning that the Bills will have most likely play two of those teams that you went with them instead of a team. And this might just help other people like – you know, a team like the 49ers, they're getting the Seattle Seahawks this week. You know, they, they're going to get, you know, the Bucks or the Cowboys, maybe if the Giants win. Like, the 49ers have a good defense. Philadelphia is another one. They have a really good defense. Like, I just, the Bills thing was almost as bad as the George Kittle pick. And George Kittle's a good player. But not taking Travis Kelsey, I feel like we already lost. Yeah, to clarify, I don't. We're not hating on Kittle because he's bad. We're hating on Kittle because he's not Travis Kelsey. That's all. You see, like everyone that is smart is going to be taking Kelsey. Like that's why he's still thirty-two percent owned when he is on a buy. I get it. How there's the whole point of like a lot of people don't take players on buy. Fine, but. If Kittle gets to the Super Bowl and Kelsey gets to the Super Bowl, Kittle's going to have an advantage because he played the extra week. He's going to have those points from week one. And if you put them up next to each other in a Super Bowl, I will say that they're at least going to be scoring similar. There's a chance that George Kittle can outscore Travis Kelsey both at times four in a Super Bowl because of how hot he's been lately. So that's why I don't 100% understand why you're completely ripping it because, yes, he is not Travis Kelsey, but... He is the closest to Travis Kelsey you're going to find, and you're going to still get an advantage over 50% of people or the people that jump on the Kittle bandwagon if Kelsey gets knocked out or jump on the Kelsey bandwagon late because they didn't take someone on by and they add him in week two, three. Okay. All right. I feel like this is the most like heated a disagreement has got on the podcast in a while. I feel like we need some kind of old-fashioned couch GM's bet here. Between Kelsey and Kittle, most fantasy playoff challenge points by the end of this playoff challenge. Are you guys in? I'm in. What's the bet? I'm not doing the Waffle House challenge. You'd be the only one that'd fight me on this. I don't know what the bet is. Maybe we'll reach out to fancy what they want the bet to be. Or if you guys have an idea, like I'm open. 
but uh we gotta go to some thrift shop and find like the most ugly wig we can find and you gotta wear it for like two weeks or something two weeks. on the podcast two episodes so you have to wear a wig on the podcast okay yeah deal yeah travis kelsey even if they both make the super bowl we'll have more points okay i like it here we are ourselves a challenge are you in are you on my side snyder are you not i think it was i think it was just as crazy but i didn't freak out as heavily as you did i think feel like i'm the moderator here (laughs) i don't know you seem to you you put your hand on my face too i feel like it's a 2v1 it's because you wanted the easy pick of kelsey it wasn't as much like he does i think he does definitely think i wasn't as mad that george picked kittle yeah i was more upset (laughs) because i already had it locked in who i was gonna pick so that george already picked tight end i was like i didn't know after that which is why i panicked and threw out jalen hurts which That's was a great dark way to throw quarterback. It. Great way to put it. Panicked throughout Jalen Hurts. And I, I will admit I panicked and put out the Bills defense to match up with Diggs. So we had two Bills. And you're right. That maybe was not the smartest pick. And maybe people will learn from this. But it could still work out, too, if they make the Super Bowl. Yeah, this wanna... team is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Watch the hey, Seahawks we win all, this week. But we all have our own individual teams, everybody. too. So people are competing against us individually as well. And if you really want to prove that you know what you're talking about uh, with all this freaking out, like you guys are going to put your money where your mouth is and you're going to have these, uh, the competition. Cody's going to have his own team. George is going to have his own team. I'll have my own team. We'll see who does best out of the three of us. And we'll see if any fans out there can match or beat any of our teams. All right. Let's see what happens. Playoff football is here. Super wildcard weekend. Super wildcard weekend, including Monday night football for no good reason. But that'll wrap up the show here today. Like Tyler would always say, make sure you get involved. Join our playoff challenge. Talk about how I was dumb to pick George Kittle, Devontae Smith, and the Bills defense for the Couch GM's team. Maybe Wait I was. Maybe I wasn't. I forgot about Devonta Smith. That is way worse than George Kittle. What was that? He was worried about the Bills defense. So My bad. laptop almost died, and we lost the whole podcast. <laughs> right after that happened so that's how bad that pick was yeah you not plugging in your laptop is Devontae smith pick's fault yeah it was it was plugged in i had to go get my second charger (laughs) so that's how this that's how that's behind the scenes of the couch jams podcast right there that's why i left this has been a roller coaster of an episode and i hope you all enjoyed it we will see how playoff challenge goes in week one have fun watching your wild card weekend games And we'll be back next week with one episode. We'll be back on Fridays. For Tyler Snyder and Cody Roadcap, I'm George Kurth, and we will see you all next week. Boom. Nice. Choo-choo.